Again, nobody in the middle. They go there, and it's broken up. It's called a catch and fumble, and returned by Howard. In and out of the hands of Sammy Watkins, and Howard is in for the touchdown. Inside the red zone for the Ravens. Jackson flips, pass caught, Andrews. Touchdown. Tua takes it, and no signal yet. Touchdown. Touchdown, Miami. Any given Thursday. I mean, come on. That game was stupid. But you know what? Dan Hans is here. It was fun. It was like a fun stupid. It was like... Uh, it was like watching a bad movie that's entertaining. It's like watching any Stallone movie in the 80s, pretty much. It was like watching Cobra. This game was Cobra. Ricky doesn't get that reference. That's okay, though. Yeah, I don't, but I'm sure a lot of our listeners don't either. So bad, it's good. That's what this game was. The Dolphins 22, the Ravens 10, and... There's just so much to unpack here. Uh, so much went down, and nothing went down. It was it was just a strange game. It was a game that after three quarters, there were more punts than points, and the Ravens were completely flummoxed by what the Dolphins were doing on defense, a cover zero defense that was bringing a ton of heat on Lamar Jackson and obviously leaves you very vulnerable in the back end when you play that way, but... They were getting to Jackson over and over with the pass rush and frustrating him. I can't remember. I can't remember seeing Lamar that demonstrably frustrated on the sideline in the game. I know there have been tough playoff losses and tough regular season losses in his brilliant career, but I don't remember him being so angry because I think a lot of that goes back to what happened tonight. This was a Ravens team came in six and two. The Dolphins having a miserable season, two and seven. And I think, you know, I'm not saying the Ravens came in and it was a trap game or anything that, like that. I'm saying they went in there expecting to take care of business. And I think what Brian Flores and Miami cooked up defensively um, was really effective. And it's going to be one of those things where everybody's going to be talking about it. Uh, is this how you play the Ravens? Is this how you slow their attack? Well, let's pump the brakes there because. If you don't get home on Lamar, he's going to shred you um, with Hollywood Brown and make big plays. But give it give it up to the Dolphins, who are a very tough team to make sense of. You know, Jacoby Brissett starts the game. Jake Brisket, he bangs up his knee, and uh, it looks like it's a serious injury at first, but then... He's okay on the sideline, and then he goes to go in the game, and Brian Flores is like, chill, bro. I'm putting in my second-year quarterback, Tua, who we thought was injured and couldn't play, but I guess he could play. And if he could go in for Jake Brisket, why didn't he start in the first place? These are the things that you get kind of confused about sometimes when you try to figure out the Miami Dolphins and you know how they've handled Tua really over the past two seasons now. It's just been kind of a... Uh, a tough thing to figure out, but it worked out because the offense did come to life. Um, Tua made some plays, and they got the win. So the Dolphins improved to three and seven. The Ravens, man, I don't know what to say. The AFC is messed up. 
And, uh, you know, I do the power rank. Do you know I do the power rankings, Ricky? I do, yeah. Yeah, I do the power rankings. And, uh, you know, the AFC is a tough one because you thought you had the Bills as the powerhouse, and they probably are, but they're going through tough times. And then I think I have the Ravens as the only other AFC team in the top eight. Uh, I had them at six this week. Obviously, that's not going to hold because you can't go to Miami and lay an egg. But you also have to keep in mind Thursday night football is weird as f***. It's weird. Weird stuff happens. Guys are tired. Guys are hurt. It's under the lights. It's everybody's internal clocks are messed up. And that has to be, uh, that comes into play when you try to break down what we do, Ricky. Um, we try to figure, make sense of what doesn't make sense. And when Lamar Jackson averages five and a half yards per attempt against the Miami Dolphins, who had been getting shredded on defense all season, there are a lot of factors. It's it's the good coaching, and Brian Flores needed a game where he could remind both Dolphins fans and the front office that's prepared to make big changes potentially in the offseason that he is actually good at this. And he was a coach that came into the season with a lot of respect uh, from all corners of uh, both the, you know, the league and also the people that cover the sport. So this was a nice moment for Flores. It's a nice moment for Tua, who didn't light things up. He was 8 of 13. Um, but he made some big plays that throw on the busted coverage. Uh, Albert Wilson, Wilson yeah. um, awesome. 64 yards that led to the game icing touchdown to a not, you know, getting in from in close to put that game away. And then uh, the uh, game icing interception, uh, which was a fitting way for this game to end because they had really flummoxed Baltimore, Baltimore all game. So Ravens six and three. The AFC is weird. I'm not saying the Ravens and Dolphins are on opposite sides of the spectrum. I mean, are, you know, close to the same level of team. The Ravens are a much better team. But the fact that the the Dolphins are at the bottom of the pile and the Ravens are supposed to be at the top of the pack and you see a game like this, it just shows you it's just that is a wide open conference. It will be fun to see um, what happens next. I'm looking at these stats. My goodness. Lamar, 26 of 43, 238, five and a half yards per attempt, and then nine for 39 on the ground. So they, they really bottled him up in every way that you can. And uh, just a special shout out to Xavier Howard. Uh, the game changed on the fumble by Sammy Watkins. I don't know what was going on with Sammy Watkins today. The best throw that Lamar had was that deep ball. Okay, maybe a touch overthrown on the first drive of the game. And Watkins, I guess he, I don't know what's going on in that building, Hard Rock Stadium. They, it was about 16 inches between the back of the end zone and the, the wall where the fans are. And he just said, I'm not interested in that. I don't like that. I don't like the fans there. I don't like the goalpost there. I'm not going for that ball. Uh, and then he has the fumble that Howard scoops up and has really a beautiful run back uh, for a touchdown. Big win for the Dolphins and their fans who really, really needed something nice. And speaking of which... Ricky, let's bring in our special guest. We should bring him in right after this break. He is a Dolphins fan. You bet. There he is. And he is also, um, I'm a fan. This is Drew Gooden. Drew Gooden, uh, YouTube star, Dolphins fanatic. And uh, Drew, yes, welcome (laughs) to the Around the NFL uh, podcast, buddy. And congratulations on a win that. Uh, was not expected, let's face it. Not expected at all. Thank you so much for, for having me. Um, I mean, we talked a little bit throughout the week 
like when I thought of what this podcast would be, I thought I would be venting about a, <laughs> you know, I'm 28 years old. I've been closely watching this team for maybe 22 years now. I haven't seen them win a single playoff game. Um, they barely make it to the playoffs. They consistently are bad. They get my hopes up for some reason, and they always let me down. And I fully expected to be on the verge of tears during this podcast. Um, but instead, I mean, that was a that was such a fun game. I mean, a weird Thursday night games. They are just they're sometimes mostly bad, but sometimes just the, you'll there's this weird like black magic in the air where. I mean, between the uh, Jacoby Brissett starting, but two is he's not healthy enough to start, but he's healthy enough to be the backup. And then he goes out there, struggles a little bit. Brissett wants to go back in, but then, you know, two is like, no, I'm going to stay out here. Has a couple, a couple plays. Uh, there were other, two other things I saw in this game that I've never seen before. There was a pass Tua through a screen to the running back <laughs> who threw it back to Tua, who threw it right back to the running back and he got like 15 yards. I've never seen anything like it. Right. Um, and then, of course, the, the Robert Hunt <laughs> touchdown. Yes, big man. I can't believe, you know, I know why it didn't count because nothing on that play was legal, but I wish they changed the rules just for that one play. I'm it was so glad so that fun. you brought that up because I would have drew kick myself if I didn't mention it. <laughs> Robert Hunt is six foot six. He's 327 pounds. He's a guard. This was like, it was either, depending on how you look at it, the low point of the night or the high point of the night, when the game was really a sloppy mess. I think it was 6-3 at that point. And, you know, the Dolphins have a drive that breaks down in the red zone, and a screen pass is run, and there's, you know, the Ravens flood the backfield. He flips it up. And the fact that Robert Hunt comes down with the ball, and he's ineligible, so it doesn't count. But not only does he grab the ball, he, he makes like a football move. He gets to the goal line, and the, the kicker was, Drew, he goes up in the air, he gets it mm -hmm. over the goal line, the stretch. And I saw John Boy, who does a lot of baseball stuff on Twitter, and he's great. Uh, but he very he was quick on the draw, and he put the NFL shield with the shadow of Robert Hunt reaching over the goal line. It <laughs> oh, was like wow. it was the best play ever that didn't count. It's got to be up there, right? It was incredible, and it wasn't just that he caught the. It was the confidence, uh, like. It was, he was so confident about catching the ball, turning up field and going to the, it was like, was that the designed play? I was genuinely confused. I think the refs might've been confused for a second too, because he was so, usually when you see those plays, it's like an obvious, you know, everyone looks flummoxed, but he was like, nope, they drew this up for me. I'm going to score. I'm going to do the most athletic thing I've, I've ever done. And yeah, it didn't count, but. So, uh, if the if the game went differently, that would have been one of those where it's like the low light of the game, but because right. it was just icing on a the cake of a weird oh, win, no, it's like, like just a funny you know, moment. I'm a Jet fan, and I'm used to like things like that happening, and then that's what it's remembered for for 20 years. Yeah, uh, you did get a pass there because that kind of just goes down. It's like a fun memory of a, a a good win, and yeah, that was like when I reached out to Drew, and again, I'm a big fan of Drew. He does awesome work. Uh, check him out on YouTube. I probably don't have to tell you that because I actually did some research Drew, and it's apparently you have 3.26 million YouTube subscribers, which seems like a lot. I, it seems like you found success in your chosen field. I think so. Although the, I would guess that the Venn diagram of my fans and football fans in general don't, doesn't quite intersect <laughs> a lot. I don't talk about football very much, um, but I'm a very passionate Dolphins fan. As you can tell by my attire, I could see that. And I was going to say about because, like, for instance, when I was in London and I was more jet lagged than I've ever been in my entire life, 
Uh, I could not sleep. It, Ricky, we were like, it was such a whirlwind when we were there in October. Wild. And I ended up just like, I was binging uh, Drew Gooden videos. And you you helped me through what was an otherwise Is that weird disastrous. for you? Is that yeah. weird to hear that like to a hear, grown man some, was like, couldn't me. sleep? Yeah, couldn't yeah. sleep. And you were what he was watching. I can't sleep till I get my Drew fix. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, it... it I, no, it, be it makes me feel good. It makes no, me feel be, good. Be real. <laughs> if it was any other grown man, uh, maybe I'd feel weird. Um, okay. But I, the the feeling is mutual. I've been listening to the show for almost six years now. I think my dad's a big fan too. Shout out oh, to nice. my dad who you know uh, passed this Dolphins curse on to me. But um, <laughs> he'll be listening to this and he'll be excited. Uh, but yeah, I'm happy to hear that you know you're a fan and I no, helped it's... you through that tumultuous journey it is and like when i reached out to drew last week to to come on the show like the idea the hook was well uh the ravens probably gonna spank the dolphins and then we could kind of commiserate jets and dolphins and you you're born when when were you born drew 93 born in 93 it's an interesting kind of uh spot to be not a particularly good type of interesting because that means you're (laughs) too young for any of the merino uh glory and really you have like you're even young, but you were probably you probably have good memories of like the Chad Pennington AFC East title in oh, 2008. Yeah. That 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 was special. But that's pretty much it. Right. Mm-hmm. Am, am I missing any other like special? The, do- the only Dolphins play or the only Dan Marino game that I remember watching was his last game. Oh, no. We lost 62 to seven. I just remember I, I was still really young. I, th- I think that was 99. So I was like six, maybe seven. But uh, my my dad was just so frustrated at halftime. It was already 31, nothing. And it was just like, <laughs> I'm sorry, dad. Um, but uh, yeah, the Chad Pennington year in 2008 that came out of nowhere, that was really fun. And 2016 with first year of Gase, that was a, a wild year. Uh, that was a year we won nine out of 10 straight games. And the only game we lost was to the Ravens who beat us oh, like 40 right. to six. So the Ravens, have always had the Dolphins number for as long as I've watched. Uh, they've destroyed us in two playoff games, two of our three playoff games in the last, you know, 19 years. Um, but it's, I, I wish I could make new memories with the team, but unfortunately that magical Chad Pennington 2008 year, that's still the best. Yeah, that's, that's pretty rough, but you know, maybe there are better times ahead because uh, th- this, this was a fun game and you do get to enjoy that. I mean, where where do we go from here? I have a good idea. I have a good idea, Drew. How about this? Because mm-hmm. you don't. I have noticed that because I know you're a listener and we've interacted on Twitter from time to time, um, interfaced on Twitter. I like to say, um, and I like that you say that. Yes, you don't <laughs> tend to put your football fandom out front uh, on YouTube. But what if like you just tape dog this game and just put up like one of your commentary videos, just thirty five minutes, just breaking down tape of this game. No jokes, no bits, no cutaways, just tape dog it out and then just see what the reaction is. Maybe you'll, you know, run into something. Right. Um, you know, that's an interesting idea. Um, no jokes. I, there were, I mean, there are a couple funny moments in the game that speak for itself. You know, it's, that's pure. Leave those out. Cut them out. Oh, okay. This so just serious the serious stuff. football plays. Robert and Hunt just, cannot be in your breakdown. Mm-hmm. I'll just, I'll zoom in on the trench play, really just focus on the most, you know, boring part of football. It's just the <laughs> offensive line. And um, yeah, I think that's, I think it's a good idea. Um, maybe one day, maybe one day, Drew, like 
the Jets and Dolphins will come to rule the division again. And, you know, once upon a time, and because there's been so many uh, down years for both franchises, and the Patriots forever, and now the Bills have rose up. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you have many memories of this being a real rivalry, Jets-Dolphins, but it used to be one of the best. Not really. Yeah. That's that's what I grew up hearing. Um, you know, I didn't get to see the Dan Marino years and the Ken O'Brien years mm-hmm. and, the you know, the Dolphins and Jets going back and forth and both being competent, well-run organizations. We kind of take turns having a year or two here or there. And right. it seems like more than anything, my experience has been we've taken turns ruining the other team season. Um, I think, you know, it'll come down to yes. like the week 17 game where I think we beat a Rex Ryan team that was one game away from getting a wildcard spot. And I think you guys did the same thing to us in like 2012. Um, but it's like, maybe we should work together <laughs> instead of like fighting each other. We're like the kids on succession. Maybe if we just all work together and go after daddy, then, you know, we don't have to worry about one of us is definitely like the Alan Ruck character, though. So it's like that's going to be a problem for any type of success. If there's Connor Roy involved, it's going to be a problem. Um, all right, Drew, what do you got going on? Let's get a plug in. Where are you, by the way? Where are you set up? Where am I? I'm in my office. I live in Orlando, Florida. Um, Orlando. Yeah. Just What's it like the over there? You liking that Orlando life? I do. Everyone makes fun of me not everyone that's kind of an exaggeration but i do get made fun of quite a bit for living in florida i have a lot of friends who live in california and it's very nice out there but where i'm at right in the middle of downtown orlando or near downtown orlando it's it's nice it's i get the weather of florida without all the crazy that comes with florida um so there you go that's good. Right, that's good. All right, so lay off Drew, lay off Orlando. <laughs> yeah, everyone. It's a nice place to live. <laughs> I walk outside and I just get tomatoes thrown at me, like move out of here. <laughs> it's a fellow Floridians doing it to me. Like, come on, that guys, is, have some sympathy. That's a tough. That's uh, a tough um, thing to figure out. All right, Drew, wait. go ahead. Yeah, First of all, plug. I want everybody to know that Drew could be found on Twitter. Drew is good in uh, YouTube, of course. Just. Drew Gooden, his page has got all that stuff. Anything else? I know you've done some touring and things of that nature. Anything cooking there? Uh, no, not in the near future. That was a fun one-time experience. Um, then COVID hit and it was never going to happen again. But uh, no, that's just it. Follow follow me on Twitter to see me occasionally reply to football-related tweets. Ah, and, beautiful. <laughs> and then all YouTube right. if you want to hear me talk about uh, whatever nonsense is on my mind. So. All right, check it out and and say hi to your dad for me and thank Thank He's you to him. Fan. He remembers. He remembers the Jets uh, <laughs> Dolphins games. My I lost my uh, innocence. Every Jets fan loses their innocence at some point. Uh, I was at the fake spike game, Dan Marino at the Meadowlands, November '94. That's when it all changed for me. Your dad remembers that game, I know. Mm-hmm. But uh, all right, Drew Gooden, thank you very much, buddy. Thank you. All right, see you, Drew. Thank you. There goes the legend, Drew Gooden. Three point two seven million youtube subscribers why don't you have that ricky where is your pull at this point yeah i'm trying i'm working hard dan we have an you know what we have a problem if i'm gonna you know lift up the curtain or whatever they call it lift back the curtain we have an nfl podcast youtube channel that this is Mm -hmm. on right but it's like you're going to just who's gonna go to a page for all nfl podcasts do i do i follow all foodpodcast.com 
You know what I'm saying? Do you get what I'm trying to say here? Mm-hmm. I feel like we need to branch out and have our own around the NFL total IP. Like our Instagram. I don't know if you've been keeping up, but this week I've we've been killing our IG. Our IG game with the memes and everything is awesome Good. and it's all ours. But YouTube, it's a work in progress. That's Maybe what Drew the kids are into. The IG. I like that. Well, yeah. maybe we get our Vine game working. Vine's out and gone, Vine's but TikTok, TikTok is 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 fresh. It's hot. All right. What about Snapchat? You know, certain things I've sat Snapchat's out. Snapchat's kind of going. It's kind of gone at this point. It's a wrap. So, yeah, it, it it exists, but it's not what it what it was. Let me know what's like the next like uh, big thing, and then I'm gonna get all in on it. I feel like, like you be- still have time to get in on TikTok. Like it's pretty awesome. Get on the talk. All right, good. Get in on TikTok and. It's nine o'clock uh, Pacific, which means that it is Dan. What time is it on the East Coast? No, oh, that would be midnight. Erica. That would be midnight, which means that Taylor Swift just dropped Red, her version, and there's a ten-minute version of All Too Well. <laughs> you get paid for this? No, I'm just so excited, and I know you're you're gonna listen. I know you are. I like Taylor Swift. I love Taylor Swift actually, but the re-release of her old records. She has. More songs, more songs from the vault with special features. She did a short film that drops today as well. There's a 10 minute version of All okay. Too Well. Erica, calm That's down huge. a little bit. That's but huge. what I'm what I'm trying to say, and this is it's a catch 22. I understand why she's doing this, what she's doing. She has a very contentious relationship uh, with her former record label that owns the masters of some of those biggest albums of her career so now she's saying i'm re-recording them note for note so they're i own the mm-hmm. uh the records i get all that i get the business of it and i get why that's important but there's things that even when you try to recreate you of can't of course. and if you're if you're 10 years older and you're not in the same headspace the way you sing the way you play is just a little bit different and if you're asking me for instance like 1989 there's my favorite taylor swift album okay same uh, Folklore is right up there, by the way. Yep. Love that album Great. as well. But if you're telling me, what am I going to listen to? The one that was in her headspace when she put out 1989 that has the, the record that I remember. And when I go back and listen to it, like I, I love every note of that album. Or the one where she's consciously, meticulously recreating that special album that she made when she was... 27 now that she's 34 or whatever like i don't know that i that's where there's a she was like 19 when she did it but there are songs from the vault that didn't make the record so there's new songs for you to check out so i implore you to at least give those a chance and the same thing same say disney came and bought nfl and we don't own atn anymore you mean to tell me you're not going to go back and re-record you're the gm from 2017 (laughs) i can promise you i will not be doing that uh, I can promise that, Ricky. All right. Okay. So thank you to Drew Gooden. Uh, Taylor Swift was 25 when that album came out. So let's get our stuff together. Both if you're a real super wrong. fan, uh, I, I was closer than you. Uh, and that's it. Thank you to everybody for listening. We'll be back, of course, the Around the NFL broadcast on Saturday on NFL Network and then the flagship show Sunday. Everybody enjoy your weekend. And until then, heed the call. <laughs>